here. This is a church family. We love the Lord and we love his word. And we're going to hear from Randy Ackle, who's playing the piano right now. He's going to play the piano. Then he's going to sing along with his wife, Natalie, a duet. And then he's going to give the message. Okay, so that's going to be a blessing. We're looking forward to it. But we're going to start off by singing this great song that's Burdens Are Lifted at Calvary. At Calvary, at Calvary. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is very near. He died for the burden of our sins. And every burden that we have, we bring to him. And he takes it upon himself and gives us strength and encouragement along the way. So we praise God for that. Let's sing it with all our hearts. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Days are filled with sorrow and care. Hearts are lonely and drear. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Jesus is
He's not just near. He's very near to every one of us all at the same time. That's how much he loves us, and that's how great he is. We're welcoming you here this morning in just a few minutes. We'll have, as I said, Randy will be speaking and also he and Natalie singing. But before we continue with the announcements and the rest of the meeting, we'll ask Jim Hyde to come up and open in prayer. Good morning. Let's ask the Lord's blessing upon our time. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're very thankful this morning you have given us this place, this time, and most of all, the reason why we gather here. And Lord, we pray that you prepare our hearts to receive what you have to say to us today. We pray for our speaker, Randy. We pray that you empower him and bless him, Lord. And we pray for the song that is to come. We pray you bless the, the words, the message, and everything. May you give glory for it, Lord. Lord, now we just pray for our time. Blot out all of our distractions. Leave them outside these doors. May we just focus and hear what you have to say to us today. And we pray for those who may not have taken that life-changing decision, Lord, to follow you to accept you as their Savior, Lord. If that's the case, may they do so today. Lord, now we thank you for this time. We ask your blessing upon it. In your name, amen. We'll have some announcements. Tomorrow night, of course, we'll have our regular service at 6 o'clock. There'll be a choir practice. Worship team practice will be following that at 645. And kids practice at 730. Also at 730 will be the women's Bible study taught by Sylvia. And the men's prayer meeting will take place. And then there'll also be a youth choir practice at 815. So pray for all three of the choirs as we prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas programs. On Wednesday night, the choir practice will be at 6 and worship team practice at 6.45 and we'll be back to Bible study again in Philippians chapter 2. And so study up on that because Adel's going to give us a really good study Wednesday night on Philippians. Thursday, there will be no women's Bible study. Unfortunately, PG&E sent us a letter and the power is going to be shut off in our neighborhood here because they're building those new townhomes and they have to clear everything out. And so they're going to shut down the power Thursday, October 30th between 8 a.m. and 3 p.m. Aren't we glad God's power never gets shut off? It never gets shut, out, shut off ever in our lives. We thank God for that, but PG&E is going to shut it down so we can't have the Thursday study, but there'll be the men's lunch over at Applebee's as usual. Friday night, there's no regular meetings other than the special one we have, which is important, the Harvest Festival. It comes once a year. Gina works very hard. She has a lot of volunteers, but it's going to be a great time. At the Danville Grange Hall at 6 o'clock, we invite everyone to come. There'll be food. There'll be of course, candy and treats for the kids, games, face painting, all kinds of great stuff. Please pick up some flyers. They're out there in the foyer, and please come. It's going to be a great blessing. This year, it falls, the 31st falls on a Friday, and so we have a little more uh, leniency there. We can stay up a little later, so that's a good thing. So that is a blessing. Also, we're starting a new month, and I 
forgot to pull my bulletins. I had them in my hand and set them down. But we have a new bulletin come out for the month of, of November. And it's on Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving is coming up. So I'll see the bulletin for that. At this time now, Randy and Natalie are going to sing the duet for us. And following that, he'll bring us the message from the Word. to me just trying to make ends meet she's just one check away from losing it all and there's a broken man I know barely holding on to hope he's trying to get back up from his last fall and me I'm dealing with my own trials that no one else can see and without Jesus tell me where would I be everybody's going through something everybody faces a storm now and then so if everybody's going through something I'd rather go through something with Him. Storms come and waters rise, and everybody cries. It's a part of living while we're living down here. But I'm glad I'm not alone. On this road I'm walking on If I put my trust in Him There's nothing to fear And when life seems so uncertain I know one thing is true There's a God who will see me through Everybody's going through something Everybody faces a storm now and then So if everybody's going through something I'd rather go through something Everybody's going through something oh, Everybody faces a storm now and then so if everybody's going through something I'd rather go through something with Him yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with Him I'd rather 
had to go through something with Him. I'd rather go through something with Him. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we are all going through something. Something in our lives which, if we're honest with ourselves, we can't handle alone. We thank you for always being there for us. No matter what we're going through, whatever storm, whatever trial, whatever burden we're carrying, you're there for us, Lord. Give us strength to realize that we cannot bear our burdens alone. We need you, Father. We throw ourselves upon your mercy and your wisdom. Help us not only to bring you our burdens, but to leave them there in your more than capable hands. Visit with us now, Lord, as, as we read your word. Open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to receive it and be changed by it. In the precious name of your Son, we pray. Amen. I want to tell you a story. It's a, it's a classic Chinese story. And it's told of a mother whose only son brought her much, brought her much joy. And um, one day, her, her beloved son became ill. And the illness progressed very quickly. And the son sadly died. And in her grief, she carried the dead child to all her neighbors, asking them for medicine. And the people thought she's lost her senses. The boy is dead. And at length, the, the desperate mother met a man who replied to her request, I cannot give thee medicine for thy child, but I know a physician who can. The woman said, Pray, tell me, sir, who is it? And the man pointed her to a wise doctor in the village. So she hurried off to him. And she cried, Please, master, in your wisdom and kindness, give me the medicine that will cure my boy. And the wise man answered, I, I want a handful of mustard seed. And she was thrilled. And, and when the woman in her joy promised to procure it, he added, but wait, the mustard seed must be taken from a house where no one has lost a child, husband, parent, or friend, a house that is void of grief, sadness, and burden. And so the poor woman went from house to house, and the people pitied her and said, here's, here's mustard seed, take it. But when she asked, did a son or daughter, a father or mother die in the family, they answered her, alas, the, the living are few, but the dead are many. Don't remind us of our grief. And there was no house that had been untouched by such sorrow. The grieving mother became weary and hopeless. And we're told she sat down at the wayside, watching the lights of the city as they flickered up and were extinguished again. And at last, the darkness of, of night reigned, and she considered the fate of man, that their lives flicker up and are extinguished. And she thought to herself, how selfish I am in my grief. Grief is common to all. 
There's not a household that does not bear such a burden. At once she got up and resolved to encourage others who have suffered as she had. And the lesson for us is that burdens are common to everyone. We all have them. In life, we all have burdens. We all have difficulties, grief, problems, cares, weights upon us. It's the one commonality every resident on this planet shares. Everyone has burdens. Not everyone has wealth, but everyone has burdens. Not everyone has health, but everyone has burdens. Not everyone has talent, but everyone has burdens. Like the song said, everyone's going through something. Everyone here today is carrying some kind of burden right now. At this moment, you may be carrying family burdens, financial burdens, physical burdens. You may be struggling under a vocational burden or an emotional one. What do we do? What are we to do with these burdens? It seems we walk through life on our journey and we collect them. How do we handle them? How do we cope? What do we do with our burdens? Well, as, as with any struggle in our lives, we turn to the source of all truth for answers, God's Word. What does the Bible say about burdens? And what are we to do with them? So turn with me to our text this morning, to Galatians chapter 6, or look up on the screens. We're going to read from verses 2 through 5. Paul is writing here to the church in Galatia. And he instructs them in verse 2 as follows. He says this, Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Each one should test his own actions. Then he can take pride in himself without comparing himself to somebody else. For each one should carry his own load. Now, this is one of those passages of Scripture that ignorant opponents of the Bible claim is a contradiction. Here in verse 2, we're told, carry each other's burdens. And in verse 5, three verses later, we hear each one should carry his own load. See, they claim, which one is it? The Bible clearly contradicts itself. Well, if they cared enough about the truth, and looked a little deeper, they'd learn that in the original Greek that this book was written in, the two words for burdens are, are completely different. The word for burden in verse 2 is baros, which means a crushing weight, like being trapped under the rubble of a building in an earthquake. The word in verse 5 is portos, which was used to describe a soldier's backpack. And, and with that background, I want to talk today about how Scripture teaches us to handle our burdens, to identify our burdens. See, every burden in our lives can be categorized into one of three types. And the Bible tells us what to do with each one. See, sometimes it, it, it feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. We seem to have so many burdens. They seem too much for one person to bear. And it's so important to step back, to learn how to identify these types of burdens, and in so doing, we learn what to do with them and how to handle with them and how to cope. Three burdens we're going to discuss. There are burdens that we're meant to share, 
burdens were meant to shoulder, and burdens were meant to shed. So the first burden we're going to look at is from verse 2. And it says, carry each other's burdens or crushing weight. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Well, the law in the Old Testament, there were over 600 of them. A good Jew had to remember not only these, but hundreds of other traditions. But Jesus made it simple for us. There's only one law of Christ. If you don't know what it is, turn one chapter back to Galatians 5.14. It says, The entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. When you love someone, you're willing to share their burden. We've all experienced crushing burdens, haven't we? That we can't carry alone. Grief that seems unbearable. Pain that, that seems inescapable. Tasks that seem impossible. Have you ever heard the term Sisyphean task? We hear that term often in our society. In Greek mythology, there's a story about King Sisyphus who was assigned to the underworld for his treachery and he tricked the god of, uh, of death, Hades, and escaped his chains in the underworld. So he was punished for his added trickery. Zeus assigned Sisyphus the impossible task of rolling a gigantic boulder up a hill, a steep hill. And he tried and tried, and whenever he kept trying, he'd get the boulder up, it would roll back down over him. It was an impossible task. It was one that couldn't be accomplished. So when you hear the term Sisyphean task, it's considered one where someone is so frustrated because they toil at a task that they cannot finish. It's impossible. There are people all around us who are under that crushing weight, trying to bear a crushing weight all alone. And perhaps you're one of them today. Proverbs 18:14 says, A man's spirit sustains him in sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear? There are burdens in life that are like that rock Sisyphus was trying to roll up the hill. We keep trying, they keep crushing us. Wouldn't it have been a good story if someone had come along and helped poor Sisyphus with his burden? It never would have made Greek mythology, but he sure would have been happier. Friend, you don't have to bear your burden alone. Look around you today. This church, which Dean just described as a family, and it is, is full of burden bearers. Your brothers and sisters in Christ around you are ready to give you a shoulder to cry on, a hand to help, a prayer offered up, a kind word of encouragement. I've never known of a family of God that takes that ministry so seriously and performs it so practically and caringly. And it is a family. I've been a beneficiary of this body of Christ, sharing my burdens, and I'm sure you have too. Ever been burdened with a move between two residences? Jim and the moving crew show up with many hands and your move is over before you even knew it got started. New parents. The last thing you can do for yourself is try to cook a meal between sleepless nights, diaper changes, and crying infants. Cam and Katrina were thinking of you. Dave and Amber, we love you. 
A schedule of meals is brought by smiling faces and helpful hands that show up at your door daily. Ever been in need of a job? We have prayer meetings dedicated to storming the gates of heaven to lift your needs up to God. Ever been in the hospital? How encouraging it is for brothers and sisters in Christ to show up with you and pray with you to calm your heart and lift your spirits. Marriage counseling, family counseling. How about grief support? Ever lost a loved one? When a loved one dies, there's a pain in your heart like nothing else. We're here to share the pain with you. We are a family. 1 Corinthians 12.26 tells us, if one member suffers, all the members suffer. Our church is full of shoulders to cry on. Prayers offered up for comfort, for restoration, for encouragement. The list of burden-bearing is endless. Don't needlessly carry your burdens alone. When life has thrown a circumstance your way which seems too much for you to bear, you have family support right here. Share your burdens. The problem is many, many people aren't willing to admit they need help. We walk around with our doing great responses, but inside we're falling apart. We don't want to ask for help. We, we, we don't want to let on that we don't have everything under control. Somewhere along the way, Christians have adopted the idea that we should be able to handle every crisis of life by ourselves. In fact, you'll hear people say, oh, I don't want to be a burden to you. You think you just need to keep your chin up and push through, but what you need to do is put your chin down, put your head down, bow in prayer and ask for help. Others want to keep up a perfect image as if revealing they have problems tarnishes their image in any way. You have issues? You have problems? Guess what? So do I. So does the person sitting next to you. Get in line, friend. We all do. If you have no problems, you're not breathing. Talk about your burdens. Share your circumstances. Refusing to ask for help reveals a much more alarming state than if you're troubled and asking for help. Reach out for help, dear friend. The family of God is on standby for you. Do you know why we have so many qualified burden bearers here in our midst, in our family? Because we've been through the same things. When you've been through a trial, God uses it in your life to shape you, to help those that will go through something similar in the future. So as you share your burdens and receive help, guess what? You become uniquely qualified to help the next brother or sister who goes through the same thing. How were you helped in your circumstance? How were you comforted in your grief? We're commanded to help. We're commanded to care, to weep with those who weep, Romans 12, 15 tells us. If you're going through something today, take heart that on the other side of your trial, God will use you to help someone who suffers in the same way. In fact, you will be able to help them in a way that others may not. George W. Truett, who was pastor of First Baptist Church of Dallas for many years, he wrote that he once tried to minister to a young mother in his church whose baby had died. And he tried for weeks to comfort the woman, 
to find the right words to reach her, but he, he was unable to help her. And finally, he remembered another lady in the church who had been through something similar. He enlisted her help, and she did more in five minutes to share her load than he had done in weeks of trying. Help is available. Dear friend, if you learn to ask for it, in the October Bulletin, Dean quoted the Gaither song, Joy Comes in the Morning. And, and I love the line from it that says, you're not the first to be acquainted with sorrow, grief, or pain, but the Master promised sunshine after rain. You're not the first. It's so true. You're not a pioneer of pain. What you've been through, others have gone through before you. Reach out for help. Grief, heartache, difficulties, practical needs, things we can't do for ourselves in our circumstance. They may seem overwhelming to us, but learn to identify these burdens as ones that can be shared with the family of God. Amen? First burden, burdens to share. Second type of burden we're going to look at are burdens that are meant to be shouldered. Verse 5, each one should carry his own load or soldier's backpack. There's a burden we're meant to share. There's also a burden that we must bear alone. If you think about a soldier's backpack, it contains vital items that are necessary for his mission. Essentials for combat and for survival. The pack is necessary and, and the pack is personal. Can you imagine a soldier in battle saying, you know what, I'm tired of carrying this, this backpack, I'm just going to lay it down here and walk away. It doesn't happen. I, I think his commanding officer would have something to say about that. And besides, they wouldn't be able to survive without its contents. Now, can you also imagine a, a soldier turning to his fellow peer and saying, you know what, this backpack is too heavy. Can you carry it for me? No, it doesn't happen. Each one has a pack that he must carry for himself. And so, too, in our spiritual lives. We travel with a burden, a pack. That pack is unique to us, and that pack is personalized for us. It's a cross we must bear. For some, it may be an unsaved spouse or relative. For some, it's being single and longing to be married. For some, it may be a physical ailment, an emotional ailment, physical disability. Some may be carrying the consequences of sin. Even though God forgives us of our sin when we confess it to Him, and ask for forgiveness, well, there are still consequences to those actions. They don't disappear. We carry them with us. We can't ignore them. They're there every day. We can't end them. They're divinely appointed by God. We can't make them go away. We can't share them. They're uniquely ours. Our responsibility is to shoulder them, to carry on. And the good news is that though our brothers and sisters in Christ may not be able to help us with these burdens, we have a far greater source of strength. God gives us the strength to press on, His strength. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine to 30, He said, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When we're yoked with Christ, walking with Him, in step with Him, He makes our burdens feel lighter. Why? Because like a yoke that pairs a stronger ox to a weaker one, He bears the brunt of the load for us. He bears the heavy part of the load for us. He shoulders the weight. He gives us His strength for our journey. He gives us His grace for our burdens. The Apostle Paul was an ideal example of this. Three times in Scripture he asked God to remove a burden he was carrying, an affliction. We don't know what it was. Scripture doesn't say. But three times God told him, I will not remove it, but I will give you grace to bear it. His grace, his strength. We can't ask for more than that. We're never truly alone with our burdens. Isn't that a comforting thought? Isn't it comforting to know that we don't have to rely on our own strength, our own wisdom, our own power. We throw ourselves upon the one who's much stronger and much greater than us. Our challenge, our calling is but to endure, to press on, to carry on, to keep going, to take up our cross daily and follow Christ. You know, every one of us in our lives has probably seen examples of someone who had a cross to bear. And, and they bore it bravely for a time. But as things got harder, as time went on, as the human nature wears on the spiritual one, they gave up. No more. They put down their cross and walked away. I'm done. They think they'll have a better life without it, without having to carry that cross. And sadly, without fail, their life progresses from difficult to tragic. And one day they will look back and long for that cross they set down. In retrospect, it was so much easier than the resulting consequences of walking away from it. God has tailor-made your burdens, your cross for you. Don't look at someone else's burden and say, gosh, that's an easy, easy life. I wish I had that. Never judge a book by its cover. God knows what you can handle. And how He has shaped your life and the burdens you are carrying are unique for you, and He knows what you can handle. There's a classic illustration. I, I love this story. A young man was at the end of his rope. You've heard this. Seeing no way out, he dropped to his knees in prayer. Lord, I can't go on. I have too heavy a cross to bear. The Lord replied, My son, if, if you can't bear the weight, then just place your cross inside this room. Open the other door and pick out any cross you wish. Oh, the man was filled with relief. Thank you, Lord, he sighed. And he did as he was told. He put down his cross. And upon entering the other door, he saw so many crosses, some so large the tops weren't even visible. Then he spotted a tiny little cross leaning against a far wall. That's one I can carry. Lord, I'd like that one. And the Lord replied, my son, that's the cross you just brought in. <laughs> your cross, your burden is made just for you. Carry on. Press on. Go to your knees in prayer for God to give you supernatural strength to endure. That's a prayer he never fails to answer. 
Your cross will shape who you become in Christ. Your cross will turn you from a struggling believer to a mighty saint. It's the act of carrying your cross, of pressing on, of trusting God that brings spiritual growth. And someday, you know what? Your biggest burden might just become your biggest blessing. We've seen it. I can think of one faithful woman in our midst who who prayed for her unsaved husband for many years. She persevered in prayer and patience. And one day, that husband's heart was turned for God, and he gave his life and heart over to Christ. And today, he's a faithful man of God because his wife prayed, because she endured, because she picked up her cross daily and carried it. In my opinion, she's a mighty force for Christ today because of that cross. Keep going, friend. If you want to realize the happiest of endings, those burdens must be shouldered. Learn to identify these crosses. Situations that you or I cannot change. Circumstances ordained by God. These are burdens that must be shouldered, that must be carried. Burdens that must be shared Burdens that must be shouldered. And our third type of burden are burdens that must be shed. You know, Jesus is our great burden bearer. But sometimes we cling to a burden and try to carry it ourselves. We can be deceived into thinking God wants us to carry something ourselves as as if we're somehow serving God by doing so. But some burdens He wants us to shed. He wants to carry them for us if we'll let him. There are some things in our lives that are so completely out of our control that no manner of worry or churn or planning is going to make an ounce of difference. The doctor tells you it might be worst case scenario. The rumors all say layoffs are coming. The economic downturn has taken a heavy toll on your retirement plans. Is there anything you can do to turn the tide? Is worry, fret, or being consumed with your burden going to add another day to your life or spare your job or cause an economic boom? No. Friend, these are burdens you're not meant to carry. Go to your knees in prayer. Take your burdens to Jesus and walk away from them. Leave them with him. Does fear have a grip on your heart? Is your mind consumed with the what-ifs of life? We can become paralyzed by them. Are you carrying the, the weight of Ebola and ISIS and political unrest upon your shoulders? It's a burden you shouldn't bear, friend. You'll spend your time and spin your wheels for something that you can't change. How about your past? mistakes you've made, paths you should have taken and didn't, paths you've taken and, and shouldn't have, shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken plans. Don't live under the burdens of yesterday. Give them all to Jesus. We sing that song, don't we? How about grudges, friend? You holding on to past hurts? You collect them. You bring them out every day. Count them. 
Disappointments, wounds. Every time your wound tries to heal, you reopen it. How far do you think you're going to get in your future while you're carrying around such a heavy past? What kind of joy and peace can you have today when you're consumed with yesterday? Duke University recently did a study on peace of mind. This was a secular study, mind you. And they list the top seven factors found to contribute greatly to emotional and mental stability. And here they are, right from the study. One, the absence of suspicion and resentment. Nursing a grudge was the leading factor of unhappiness. Two, not living in the past. An unwholesome preoccupation with old mistakes and failures leads to depression. Three, not wasting time and energy fighting conditions you cannot change. Cooperate with life instead of trying to run away from it. Four, force yourself to stay involved with the living world. Resist the temptation to withdraw and become reclusive during periods of emotional stress. Five, refuse to indulge in self-pity when life hands you a raw deal. Accept the fact that nobody gets through life without some sorrow and misfortune. Six, cultivate the old-fashioned virtues, love, humor, compassion, and loyalty. Seven, find something bigger than yourself to believe in. Self-centered, egotistical people score lowest in any test for measuring happiness. Friend, isn't it time to to shed those burdens you've been carrying for so long. Try it. Try it or try it again. So often we take our problems and burdens to Christ and we walk away from them and then our mind starts going a little bit later. We, we come back, we pick them up again. We start obsessing again. Still obsessing about that. Still consumed with that. There's no reason to be. When you take your burden to Jesus, Leave it there. Walk away. Leave it there and don't come back to it. Don't be a slave to something Christ came to set you free from. Take your burden to the Lord and leave it there. Amen? There's burdens we're meant to share, ones we can't bear on our own, but our brothers and sisters in Christ can help lift our loads. Burdens we're meant to shoulder, these are ones ordained by God, specifically for us, that others can't help us with, but we carry on, we endure with God's help. And the burdens we're meant to shed, neither you nor I individually or collectively can successfully carry these. Only God can. And then we come to the biggest burden of all. And I'm going to let you in on a little secret. The biggest burden in life was never meant to be carried. Sin. Are you living every day with regret and guilt because of sin in your past or ongoing sin in your present? Friend, Jesus Christ can forgive that sin and make it like it never happened. No memory, no imprint, no recollection. He doesn't patch your sins. He doesn't change them. He doesn't alter them. He doesn't improve them. God not only forgives, 
He removes all our sins an infinitely immeasurable distance from us. Psalm 103.12 tells us, As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from us. True east and true west go off into space and extend out indefinitely, infinitely. That's how far the Lord has removed our sins from His presence. That's a burden lifted. But dear friend, and this is the critical part, He can only do this if we ask Him. He can only remove our burdens if we come to Him. We've got to come to Him first in humility and repentance before He can work. That's the beauty of free will. You have a choice. What's your choice today? Are you living with the burden of a life of sin? It's a needless act to continue carrying that burden. Shed it. Come to Christ and accept His free offer of forgiveness and salvation. There's no need to continue living in guilt and in shame. Jesus came to set you free. And there's no greater freedom than the one He gives. Freedom from sin and its eternal consequence. Accept Him as your Savior today and watch those burdens roll away, disappear, vanish. Look, I don't, I don't know all your burdens and you don't know all mine. There's some burdens we need to share, some we need to shoulder and bear alone. But we all have this burden in common. It's the heaviest burden we'll ever carry. It's the burden of guilt we bear because we're sinners. That's a burden we need to shed. That burden is too heavy for me to bear alone. It's too heavy for us to share together. There's only one who can carry that burden. And guess what? He's already carried it to the cross. We sang that old hymn that says, Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Your sin and guilt burden was lifted at the cross. Listen to the, the powerful words of Scripture about Jesus in Isaiah 53, 4 through 6. Surely He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. And by His wounds, we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way. And the Lord has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. He took that burden for you. He took that burden you cannot bear and put it on Himself. There's no greater act of mercy, of love, there's no greater offer of grace. Take hold of it today. Are you in that place right now? Are you carrying a burden of guilt far too heavy for you to bear? It's affected your life. Friend, it's robbed you of, of happiness. It's stolen your joy. It's keeping you from living the abundant life God meant for you to live. Isn't it time to admit that you don't want that burden anymore? Come to Calvary. Friend, give it to Him. 
Let him once and for all take that heavy burden you're carrying and lift it off your shoulders. Find freedom in his salvation. Find joy in his presence. Burdens are lifted at Calvary. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, if, if there are those here today that are still carrying the burden of sin, we pray that today will be the day they take those burdens to the cross and give them to you and watch them roll away. May they make that life-changing decision today to open up their hearts and receive your forgiveness and eternal life. May they accept you today and accept the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, for anyone still wrestling with that decision. Touch their hearts, open their eyes, let them see the truth today. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you so much for the guidance your word gives us about the burdens in our lives. Give us wisdom, Lord, to, to deal with our burdens as you teach us, as you have instructed us, as your word shares. Give us humility to seek help and share those burdens with our brothers and sisters in Christ that you meant for us to share. Give us your grace and endurance to shoulder the burdens you meant for us to bear alone. And give us the strength to seek you and shed the burdens you never meant for us to carry. We're so thankful for your presence in our lives, Father, and for your presence with us here this afternoon. With grateful hearts, we pray in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.